All right, check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I'm excited, I'm enthused. I got an awesome guest, the man of the hour, the tower of the power. We're looking over this beautiful lake in Prospect Park, turtles, swans, we got joints, we got a little bit of herb, but I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, High Times writer. He's now working with Northeast Magazine. I've done cannabis cups. This guy has taught me so much, but beyond cannabis, he's one of the more fascinating dudes. He knows skateboarding, he knows graffiti, he knows hip hop, he's interviewed all these cats because he worked at High Times as a reporter, as a journalist for over 10 years. Please give it up. For Danny Danko. <laughs> hey, Rob, thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Dude, thank you for being on the show, Danny. <laughs> How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, as you mentioned, I'm, uh, I'm doing Northeast Leaf Magazine, and uh, I've got a podcast of my own called Grow Bud Yourself, and yes. uh, that's, what's been, that's what's been keeping me busy lately. Yeah, we've all been pivoting and working, and uh, as Danny fires a nice spliff up. Uh, we've all been pivoting and working, and then you moved over to Northeast Leaf because, I mean, High Times is great, but it's so old, and 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 the cannabis movement is getting so big and wide, and and there's a whole other new scene that's happening here in New York City as well as Boston, Massachusetts. It's like wide open, is what everybody's telling me. Uh, so, and then I saw the artwork for Northeast Magazine. That's the one thing that's been sticking out. Is like. You guys got cool art. It's a, it's, it feels a lot more current than some of the other publications of the past. Are you enjoying working with these guys and working with the magazine? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's been really a pleasure, as you mentioned. Like the art is is really on point. Uh, it's focused on the Northeast region, so from Maine down to New York and New Jersey, and uh, like Massachusetts. All the Vermont. laws are changing. Vermont and Maine and. and he now in New York and New Jersey. So There's deep hippies up in those hills. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, and things are just changing so fast uh, with the legality of the situation. And uh, uh, I love the fact that the magazine is free as well because you know oh. we can experiment. We can um, have different things on the cover. We don't really we don't have to sell it. You know we just have to we give it away. So. Uh, it, we, we can really be experimental and I, I think you know that really unleashed uh, some of my uh, creativity and, and energy towards that and, and I'm, I'm just super psyched I mean high times they moved to Cali a couple of years ago and uh, they got sold to a different company and so you know they're going in a different direction and that's that's the direction that's they're a part going of life in. Yeah, yeah 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 and I had a great a great run there Are you an amazing awesome 15 years and then not so great last couple of years but uh, really uh, learned a lot and traveled the world and really had an exciting, amazing time with them. So, uh, yeah, man, it's you great. You spread love, Danny. You spread love at high times. I will say you were, uh, you, they were so, there was a lot of classy people out over there. Shout out Rick Cusack. Shout out <laughs> Steve Bloom. Shout out some of these cats that I know that I will have on the podcast. But yeah, you looked out for artists. I know you worked with reggae artists. Like you worked with graffiti writers and you were 
And you celebrated the grower as well as the urban grower. One of Danny's awesome articles was growing in the Bronx. And it was about these grow houses that he would visit. And people don't understand. In the 90s, this shit was so... It wasn't cocaine, but it was scary. You could get popped and you could do real fucking time. So, you know, hats have to be tipped to some of these forefathers. And you're one of them, Daddy. <laughs> Uh, and you did it the right way. You didn't ego out and, and you helped people and you helped comics like me. You got me in the magazine, got me on, uh, you did, I, I got my name on the cover. I went to a few cups. I hosted, I did gigs. You guys always, and uh, people laugh, like people will be like, yo, I went up to high times. Rob is always there. <laughs> I heard from other people, <laughs> not even people that worked at high times. Uh, so I would always come up and mooch weed off of you guys. And you guys never gave me shit. You always were down to support artists. And yeah, man, just kudos. I'm glad what you're doing. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. You know, it's really, for me, it's it's a culture. Uh, you know, the people who enjoy cannabis and, and really appreciate it and are the connoisseurs. Uh, to me, that's that runs the gamut, you know, as you mentioned, through skateboarding and graffiti and comedy and all these different circles and and i think you know it's a thing that binds together these different cultures but also is its own culture as well and i think you know uh you do a great job of exemplifying that with the coffee and weed and and you know oh thanks Dave. yeah yeah it's a, and the it, marijuana logs stepped me in but i always was down for her but you're right it did walking over here like i in the beginning i was like oh cannabis culture like even comedy culture like even but as you get older, you understand that community is important. And, you know, and there's going to be times when the chips are down and you've got to turn to a friend. And I will say the cannabis community is one of the nicest, coolest. You know, they might not be on time. <laughs> but I know we're getting beyond that stigma and all that stuff <coughs> is moving into a whole different direction as people understand the health benefits of cannabis and the nature. We're here in nature Danny, tell me about the plants. One thing you were telling me was like back in the day about growing herbs is like the more root, the more fruit <laughs> was one of your key terms. Am I right by saying that? Yeah, I mean that just that has to do with container size uh, on a on a basic level. You know, the bigger the container, the bigger the plant will be. But really, it's about you know nurturing the roots of the plant, uh, and it could be a metaphor for a lot of other things because. It's what's below the surface that, you know, is represented by the plant above ground. And, and if the roots are rotten, the plant cannot survive. And if the roots are thriving, the plant will, will, will thrive. So to me, you know, the more root, the more fruit. And so you're feeding the roots and, and you're nurturing them and you want to have them then be happy underneath the surface. And then everything above ground will be, uh, will be uh, copacetic. I love that, dude. You're so right uh, with just the... With the more I've been meditating, a lot of this thing is uh, I've been meditating, I've been stretching, I've been getting more realigned, but the more I'm trying to work with nature and go the path of nature, because there is a way, you know, there is, you know, the, the seed comes from so small and then it grows to a mighty, mighty tree, but it didn't know it was that tree, you know, <laughs> it was that path. and. If you follow the path, you could become a mighty, mighty tree. And that's what I see you, Danny. I see you as a mighty, mighty, tall, 25-foot cannabis <laughs> tree over there with deep, deep roots. Uh, 
because <clears throat> uh, the roots go deep with you because you started with high times in the 90s. Uh, yeah, part-time, you know, like 98, 99. I started with, you know, playing softball and, and answering the phone and break, breaking down boxes and things like that. And I, I tell That's people, how you do it, kids. Right. Keep going. I tell people that all the time. I mean, get your foot in the door and you will learn what it takes. Make make another Start person's job. Start at the job. bottom. Right. Start at the bottom and, and, and learn what it takes. Make another person's job easier. If you make the people who hired you, if you make their job easier, uh, then you they'll keep you around. That's a jewel, if everybody. You, if you make it harder, they they won't. So, you know, make find find your your lane, and you know, just stay in that lane and do do the things you need to do to keep your roots healthy. And uh, and remember that it's a long game too. You know what I mean? There's no there's no quick you know quick come up. You know, no, you gotta pay no. pay dues, uh, work hard, and. You know, I never had a plan to, to be an editor or writer, really. I just wanted to be a part of it. And that's that's how it revealed itself to me. You know, I knew how to grow and I knew how to write. And I had mentors over there like Cushman and, and Cusick and uh, Bean and Stock and, and yeah. uh, uh, Bloom. And, you know, I had people that were there to also to guide me and say, hey, man, you know, you know how to grow. You know how to write. Write about growing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That was your thing is that. Danny was would just you know there he would do a little bit of celebrity thing, but Danny and I are about the same age, so our cultural reference points always like are on point. But his main thing was dealing with the growers and celebrating the growers. And who aren't the biggest celebrities? Some of these dudes are just in back alleys or in some <laughs> weird town in the back. You know, humble. Not given that's not a weird little town, but you guys know what I mean. A little bit country. It's not. It's not Hollywood. And Danny would treat these people like Hollywood, you know, in essence, because, uh, you know, just trying to give them, a, you know, give them their roses, as they say out there. The kids are saying, have you heard that one? <laughs> of course. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Danny's always hip on the new <laughs> shit. Even though he's 40 something, whatever, he knows like the newest Aesop Rocky fucking verse that's hot right now. You know, I try to keep up with what's going on. And, what's you know. better, Aesop Rocky or Ferg? <laughs> Who's that's better? a tough one. That's a tough one. Oh, Ferg is better, man. For, <laughs> okay. Everybody knows Ferg is, but that's. I think that's from a. Uh, uh, that's from a. That's from an old head like me. You know, <laughs> Ferg appeals. I think his flow, not to switch it up so fast on you, Danny. But I know you. You like music, and I wanted to get into it. I only got you like forty-five minutes, but yeah, Aesop Ferg, like he's more. He, like he has more of a boom-bap style. I guess is what I was gonna say. Yeah, man, for sure. You know, I'm feeling a lot of stuff that's going on these days Kendrick tell me about music well run the jewels i love you know what they've been up to although yeah. they're not like young kids <laughs> no but i talked but, to my buddy rondell about this is like anybody from the boom bap age like run the jewels is doing it right like yeah. that is just like top notch hip-hop done yeah. very very well for sure you know when people tell me like oh hip-hop is not the same as it used to be in this and that that's kind of what i'll play them just to yeah. them, remind them that there's still stuff out there and you know everything changes and Griselli has kind of a boom bap style and he's kind of the top of the charts right now those kids from buffalo you know who oh, i'm talking yeah, about Griselda. Oh, yeah griselda yeah, yeah, like those oh. guys are murdering it right <laughs> now and but i was watching an interview of i'm a fan of smoke dizza i did a high time show with him but he had one of those dudes from that camp, that Buffalo click rap crew, 
and uh, they were saying, yeah, that their sound appeals to the new and the old, which is right. kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, Conway and them. Uh, yeah, and like you know, like you mentioned with the cannabis growers too, it's like these guys weren't, you know, they're from the underground. They were not trying to become stars at that time, so you really had to dig deep to find where they were, and you had to build trust and, and re- relationships and, and friendships with people that, you know, it wasn't just a quick uh, a quick hit up, you know, and that's how I was able to get in those grow houses in the Bronx is the the trust level that people had and. And then going to Humboldt and, and, and uh, you know, all over the world, basically. Vancouver Island and Spain and, and Amsterdam with you over there for oh, the Cannabis thank Cubs. you for bringing <laughs> it back to the growers. You're right. I, I had a little bit of a slip and I just got inspired for a second. <laughs> but you're right, Danny. Thanks for bringing me. You're right. And, yeah, you got to travel and you had to build friendships. You know, the thing about... I did sales for the while and it is not the best job if you don't like what you're selling, but... The whole thing with business and life is not even business, it's just relationships, you know? Yep. And if people know, and I say this on the show, if you, people, I, I try not to fake the funk, you know? I just try, if you people know you're not faking the funk and you're being, even if, you know, they don't like you or maybe you're not even lining up to what they're doing, but at least, yeah, if, if somebody knows you for real, real, they're going to help you out. You know, and it's like I know you for real, real, and so I got I got this interview a few days ago, and uh, for you to do this, uh, but that's because you've known me for 10, 15 years, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I feel sure. next time I'll give you way much more notice. <laughs> no worries, man. But you live close to me, and it's in the park. I know we could. We're, we're out here being COVID safe. We're on two different mics. We <laughs> have two different weed search uh, weed sources, and uh, we're just watching turtles and chilling. <laughs> talking about the growers who do you think is growing i mean it's hard to say these days right is humboldt still king when it comes to growing well i mean there's people growing great cannabis all over the world all over the uh, world and you know the internet has has allowed for that and people shipping clones and and people have been doing it in southeast asia for centuries you know in india hash hash has been there forever thousands and thousands of years and i think it's all opening up really cool yeah well we'll see i think things are changing over there as well we see with, with with afghanistan i mean that's a hash producing culture for thousands of years and uh, Morocco and all all North Africa and, and Asia, but uh, yeah, I mean, wow, like you said, right. people have been growing, and and I mean, the best growers can be right next door these days. You know, you can have a, f- and the best growers are you know small batch growers too. I mean, it is. There's one thing Just I've like learned. Beer. You know, it's like the bigger you go, the harder it is to have uh, quality. So these big you know hundred thousand square foot warehouses are are not really producing the quality that you can do uh, as a home grower in a four by four tent, you know? And so that's kind of what I preach. That's what my book is about. It's for beginner growers. Uh, You know, the magazine Northeast Leaf is really, you know, it's- it's, And what's the title of your book again? It's called Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana. And you're right. It's really just about, you know, not just the fact that you can do it cheaply and get a better product, but it's also fun. Like it's a fun hobby, you know, it's like, you know, since when does like a fish tank, you know, get you high? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like having a fish tank that gets you high. It's 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 dope, <laughs> dude. It's very dope. I wanted to book tail book end that and say, like the small grower, it comes down to me. Like 
it, I've been doing plants. I just did my windowsill. I put some dope ass flowers and I got this like one of those metal joints, like the windowsill metal, like holds like three or four like house plants. But I've been putting a lot of love because of the quarantine and I get those <laughs> things going, you know? Yeah, I well. get them, they're rocking and loving. And that's the thing about cannabis. Like if you <coughs> have a small plant, if you give it a lot of love, play it some Jerry Garcia band now and then, you know, talk to it listen to some jazz, give it the light, give it the water, give it the nutrients. Yep, 100%. Uh. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And, and you know, I love that things are becoming more legal. I, haven't, I, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, nobody long, belongs in jail for these uh, uh, nonviolent cannabis offense. And It couldn't be more well-timed with but, the quarantine you know, and all this stuff. Like, under right. the stress right now, like, I used to not smoke that hard, but lately... I've been turning towards cannabis. Like I haven't smoked in the last three or four days, which is, I've been reading books like I was lawnmower man. But, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm under a lot of stress with, you know, with the world in Afghanistan and, uh, and the COVID stuff and just living life. And, and I've learned that I do have anxiety and stuff like that. And like, it, cannabis is just a natural way of chilling that shit out, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the medical aspects of cannabis, so we're just scratching the surface these days. And uh, what I was saying is also, like, I love that it's becoming more legal, but I do think that, you know, uh, we don't have to settle for, you know, mids or, or medium quality. If, if you're the type like me that wants, you know, the higher quality. If you're a connoisseur. It should be out there. And, like, whether you go to the farmer's market and buy a jar from your local, you know, mom and pop or whatever it might be, uh, I think that option should be out there for everybody as well as the dispensary option or growing their own. Because I know, you know, not everybody's going to decide to grow their own weed, but maybe they can form a collective where one person grows weed, one person's got, you know, some beehives, another person's That's got this idea. and that, and you just share, you know, the bounty. Because you don't, you can find all of that right here in the city, and and uh, you don't have to be in the country to produce enough. And you're uh, saving 50 bucks every two weeks. Exactly, yeah, yeah, not for nothing. It's a higher quality product for, you know, cheaper price at the end of the day. And you, and know, you can enjoy it and share with friends. I know Doug Benson's always like, he's not super into all the political stuff. He's just like, pot is fun yep, <laughs> at the end of the yeah, day. 100%. And I always thought that there was a high quality in that saying and that outlook. You know, I looked at it more as an environmental, but you can look at it from all these different angles. But there, the one angle is it's fun and fun to share with friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why my first podcast, I called it Free Weed because to me, it really should be practically free. It shouldn't be, you know, 50 bucks or 60 bucks an eighth. You know, that just seems to me like... For the common uh, man, that's n that's kind of hard, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that, that's not what it should cost. That's not what it ha costs to produce. And the reason that it's cost that much in the past is because of risk. Yeah. It's all the risk-taking. But if the risk is gone, then that price needs to drop. And, uh, you know, I do think that growing is the way to do it. And the more you grow, the cheaper the cheaper it gets. And... and that's what that was the concept of free weed and and i think you know ultimately a lot of people have been turned on a bald eagle bro it's definitely an eagle i don't know if it's bald <laughs> no i think that's a crane uh, oh maybe a crane okay. they have big fat crane uh, not that's, to cut you off i'm oh, sorry hey, bro no, but we're no, looking over this here is incredible yeah i just i ran over here to meet danny last minute in prospect park and you know when you move fast you don't really soak it in but I hit a little bit of herb and now it's really soaking in that we're on this dope ass lake 
and Danny was describing <laughs> this uh, great movement that's happening and the great ways to you know save money with herb and this big crane just came cruising <laughs> over the side of the lake and we're under this shady tree it's just a uh, man thank you for coming through brother oh it's my pleasure and uh, yeah it's uh, the legalization is getting good in New York man I see people I'm not afraid right now, and I got popped and ended up doing three nights in the tombs in New York in 2007, but, you know, but I think you also need to be respectful and cool about it, you know, and I think we are, we're off in the middle, of, you know, we're hiding, behind, we're not hiding, we're just chilling behind a tree, listening to these cicadas over here, I'm sure people <coughs> are picking it up. Yeah, you know, uh, smoking in nature is a good thing. <coughs> There goes another duck. Yeah, as Danny gets a good copper off his spliff. He's got a nice spliff, which spliff is always the most natural way. I, I had a little bit of a one-hitter. Some people say spliff when they mean, you know, like there's tobacco in the, in the joint. I mean the Jamaican yeah, way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean in the Rasta way. In Jamaica, right. spliff doesn't mean tobacco. Yeah, I'm not, you know me, I don't mess with tobacco. Yeah, me neither. That's, uh, you know, that's something that I'm not fond of, you know, the whole blunts and, and putting uh, tobacco on your herb. It's such herb. a bummer when somebody passes me a joint and they put <laughs> tobacco in it. I'm just like, dude. And then they call you out on it for being a wuss or whatever. Or, and you're like, no, I'm just fucking old. I don't need to, you know. And I had a, and I was, a, and I smoked cigarettes well, and tobacco dipped tobacco as an early kid. Pills. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Made me it's toxic. Of die from that every year. It's one of and the more toxic. is a medicine. It's yeah, a, the differences are stark, and and so mixing them is, in my opinion, it's just not. It's not a good. But I don't want to be on the judge vibe. Like, I'm always trying to remove these judgments. And, you know, some people smoke cigarettes. You know, my mom smokes cigarettes for you. I got a brother-in-law that smokes, you know. And uh, they can't, you know, it's just like everybody's got to have a vice. (laughs) I always say people got to have one or two vices. And and, a simple way to look at it, uh, you know, for people who uh, don't understand the whole weed legalization situation or whatever is, if, if, if cigarettes were suddenly to be made illegal, you know, the way that cannabis was for 75 or 80 As years, they should, or the way that yeah, alcohol not was. Should. No, not, not that it should. I'm no, saying it should, you're right. What they not did with alcohol, you know, when they pr- did the prohibition thing in, in, the, in the teens and 20s, it, it, that lasted for 13 years, and then they realized it was a mistake. Yeah. You know, if you did that with cannabis for 80 years, and then you realize it's a mistake. And the perfect example is if you did that with cigarettes, if you outlawed cigarettes tomorrow, the gangs would be selling and buying cigarettes. Yeah, they would be. And it would would become a whole income uh, for uh, the underground. Yeah, man, I just drove through North Carolina. I was tempted to buy some carton of cigarettes and run them up here. People killing each other over cartons of cigarettes. They almost already do now. It's a simple way to look at it. You know, it's just... No matter what it is, if, if there's something people want, they're going to get it. And uh, supply and demand is not, you know, a theory. It's it's a fact. And, and People hate being told what to do. That's what I've learned, Danny, is like, people hate being told what to do. And even, even, the, even the more evil shit that's out there that I think about, and I'm always, I'm pro-cannabis, pro-coffee. I don't even fuck with alcohol. I don't even fuck with cigarettes. Maybe I want to experiment more with mushrooms going forward but in a safe and natural environment. But, you know, I do know repression, 
and just like holding people back just makes them want to do it even more and they'll come up with shady ways and that's how you get dirty markets and all that stuff you know yeah 100% I mean there's nothing that a person can do to them their own body that shouldn't be legal basically as long as they're not harming anyone else in in, in you know in doing that and so yeah I mean ridiculous they should legalize all drugs and they should have you know safe places for people to use them if they're going to use them and a lot of that takes the romance away like you said that people go through all these shady things but half the fun for them sometimes is is to cop and like the whole culture yeah of diff, you know the underground and and when you take and that out of it yeah you you end up with a situation like in holland where dutch young dutch people don't think weed is cool at all because that's like <laughs> what like the tourists do and like older people and like they're not into that. Like they're already all. into like, snorting cool. ketamine. <laughs> well, whatever they're into, they're into. But, but like they made weed uncool over there, basically. Yeah, by, totally. You know, uh, by just basically making it legal and making these places where you can do it. And, like, but I think it's hella cool over there, man. Oh, I, yeah, love I love coffee, it. I love coffee and shop I love scene. herb, <laughs> and uh, I don't like noisy drunks. I don't like ego at this stage. Of it's life the game. one thing we're lacking here is social use. You know, we've got a few clubs here and there, and there's places, but just a legal place. You don't have to worry about it, and just go and smoke uh, with, yeah, with like-minded friends. You know, we've got totally. our spots, but. Uh, the social use is an important part of cannabis. It's it's not something people, you know, it, it hits different when you're in a, a group setting and maybe, you know, the social use has changed because of COVID and, you know, I'm smoking my split, my joint and you got your one and that's the way it's going to be. We're not going to be passing it around, but we yeah. can still Too gather, you know, together. And, Outside, you know, I think it's cool. That's yeah, my opinion. Yeah, for now, you know, for My now. life is I'm rocking the mask when I go inside. Sure. I'm, I'm steering away from super crowds, but I'm not stressed if I do. And if I do, I'll rock a mask for right. a minute, you know. Sure. I mean, we're in Brooklyn, too. It's not... It's, it's, it's highly vaccinated. That's the one thing we got going on <laughs> that's up here. It's like, it's highly vaccinated. But, you know... It's, it's tricky right now, but, uh, but I was going to say was like, yeah, taking, taking it, making them all legal. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth with that. Coke is so sketch, you know, and heroin, heroin has taken out some of the best artists and friends yeah, but and know, even like the dudes that kick legal, it. it. It's different. I, I mean, know that's the different, but thing. you're going to go through about 10 years of some serious it's pain. Hard, you know, it's harder for it's people, like pulling think, off this band-aid in a legal environment i think when yeah. there's like uh clean needle exchanges and and when there's like uh, in, in areas where people can go to inject themselves and stuff I and think i that think makes education and mental health throwing them in help. jail i mean it's it, obviously you know prohibition isn't working so yeah but we should try something different for for pretty much everything that's out our there. prison yeah. system can show us that you know it's definitely not working it's overriding the whole system with non-violent criminals yep. um yeah. but just are changing of, cannabis is coming to yeah save the i think day. i think cannabis is there to save the day <laughs> you know I, but that's but i'm me you know and that I, it works for me and some people I know it doesn't work for are probably well, not, not for everyone yeah it's know. not for everyone Neither, like you said it's alcohol or any of those other things but, some but people, then there's fully functional people using all, yeah, every alcohol, one of those and things and that's how they that's how they take the edge all, off or you all know? those things like you know it, life it's, is so hard we're grown ass people though yeah you know? we're not we're, children that need to be told how to behave so I do think that like even with something like steroids in sports we talked about this on my podcast we have a sports on drugs segment and I'm like 
I'm not pro steroids, but I don't think that we should be like piss testing grown people and checking them for what they put into their bodies. If, if, if I go back and forth on that one. Yeah, Just see. because I did do athletic, and it does kind of take the innocence out of competition. Listen, there's no innocence in competition. Everyone is all constantly cheating. There's always cheating since every it's one of these- It's a part of the game, Every You're one right. of these sports right. has been invented. There's yeah. been ways of cheating in all of these different games, and they all do it, and we only find out about it when they get caught, and but they're all constantly doing it, and there was but drugs cool. in sports. There but was it's cool greenies. to win when you're doing good. It's cool to honestly win. It's like it's when I perform in front of a you're crowd. Just playing a game for I know, other but sometimes you can stack the cards, man. Okay. And sometimes you There's can nothing cheat. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Cheating is no, part when of I, the game. When it comes to purity of essence and purity of good, not, you'll not, never get that. Oh, you That's, will if something hits right. Sweet hit of a bat. Right, I'm talking about the moment, my man. I'm talking about when you knock that ball out of the park, yeah. and that comes from no you. Steroids, you know, all steroids do is help you recover from a workout. It's not like they make you more. Diesel. And it's helped people with health Look, benefits. I'm not anti. I'm just. I, I kind of go back and forth on it. I just don't. You think we should be t taking the piss and blood of grown people and they're checking getting paid them millions for, of dollars to perform oh, in front of on. children. It's uh, a game, but to keep the keep the table even. Maybe if but I think cannabis enough. should be legal for all athletes. But I don't know about antibiotic like horse steroids. Like everybody about to explode their heart out out there, you know? They want to do that to their bodies, and then they, that get, makes them millions of dollars. And you know that's the difference between you know sixty home runs and seventy three home runs or whatever. You know, it, it's, it's corny for us, I think, to like police that. I just think like. They're just playing, grown people playing a game for our entertainment. And if, you know, they want to work out a little more and get bigger, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's a hot take. But. Yeah, I'm, you know, but uh, <laughs> it's a good take. And uh, and I'm not a medical expert. And I don't it care that much about sports. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand anyway, you. And yeah. I'll let you win, uh, not yeah. even win the conversation. I think you got the point on the board. I'm, saying I'm, kind of looking, heroin, I'm looking cocaine, at a duck right alcohol. now. <laughs> There's actually a real brown duck over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like with its beak and everything. But no, I think uh, it's that classic SNL sketch, All Steroids Olympics. Like, he pulls the... Have you ever seen that? All Steroids <laughs> Olympics, SNL. Yeah, rips his arm off. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's one of the best sketches of all time. I love that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Have two different leagues. One where everybody's clean, one where they're all on steroids. <laughs> Everyone's all natural. Wear, I like the idea of wearing... The Ja Rastafari you know, Wearing league. on your... That's what I want to see. I want to see the Ja Rastafari League. Like, dudes that play soccer that smoke weed all day. Well, my old colleague Craig Coffey said it, they should be allowed to do whatever they want, but they should wear it on their jersey. <laughs> like, what everything that they're on. And then we can choose to cheer for them based on what their drugs they're taking <laughs> or not taking. I think that's that's a compromise. That's a grown-up compromise. You know? Instead of like, here, pee in a cup, you know. Yeah, it's weird. I know people don't like to be told what to do. It 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 it, it backs people into a corner. If it doesn't affect other people, they shouldn't yeah. have to be. If it doesn't affect other people, but then it you goes into, into a bigger question of vaccines and everything well, for that's me. A whole like, story. yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's I got a hot take on that shit. too. Because yeah. <laughs> the vaccine saved my life. I caught that COVID. That is true. I caught COVID a couple. A month and a half ago. I'm glad it was a month and a half ago. Uh, you yeah, said that to me. I gave. It. I went. Got, I took no, two no, steps no. back. I, it's, yeah, no. I'm, I I'm, haven't caught the vid yet. I uh, caught. It. I'm fully vaxxed. Uh, caught it. 
I, I do have some comorbidities, a little extra, few extra pounds, uh, atrial fibrillation of the heart. So I was scared, you know, and uh, oh, uh, the vaccine saved so my sorry. life. God bless. kept me out of the hospital, never had any issues with breathing. Nothing didn't spread it to my wife and son. And uh, so my hot take is it saved my life. So, you know, that's what I, what I say about it. I'm not forcing anyone to take it, but... I'm also that's not, what I mean. So not people trying freak to hang out, out when you tell. I'm not them trying to, to hang it. out with people that aren't <laughs> yeah. vaccinated. Though. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. not trying. To I'm hang fully vaxxed, and I will take the booster in my dick right now. <laughs> all right, just everybody know that for uh, real. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just for speaking from my own experience. To me, I'm convinced that it saved my life. So, Word. to me, it's a no-brainer. Like, would this thing keep you out of the hospital and save your life? If that's you know. What's the worst thing? I'm so glad you're alive, dude. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I for me, I'm just glad I didn't spread it to my family. You know, because that's that's the the scariest thing of of it all. You know, I isolated uh, in my son's room, and my wife and kid took over the rest of the apartment, and you know, and I just wrote it out. Never had, never had trouble breathing. Never had, you know, the symptoms that would have would have made me, you know, worried and have to go to the hospital. But you know. I think cannabis helps too, but that's another hot take. So I do too. Know, I think trying. it blocks it, dude. I, I, I don't that's, know about all that. I, I don't I'm know about all that. That, that is maybe know, me some wishful. I'm thinking. saying it made it easier for me to isolate. You yeah, know what I mean, so it's may, maybe it didn't do anything specifically to the virus, but it made it easier. Yeah, uh, for to go through the uh, the last year and a half. Yeah, you know? for sure. So. Um, but yeah. I'm glad you're you're alive, and I'm glad you're here on the podcast. And uh, I love it that we're out here in nature, and we're talking about uh, the environment. We're talking about big picture stuff. But I also wanted to talk about hip hop because you know Bismarcky passed, and, and then the verses. Like I did a whole episode on the verses. I don't know if you saw the Cameron Locks verses. Uh, yeah, I no. I mean, I definitely checked some of that out. Uh, definitely. Uh, want to pay some respects to the biz yeah for sure i mean biz was incredible uh incredible artist uh did you ever meet him you met everybody i never met biz marky no i never met him i I definitely always wanted to meet him he seemed like have you been to a gig i've been to a gig where he i've seen him perform yeah 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 yeah. i've seen him perform and and, uh saw him hip-hop or dj or I saw rap, him or rapping. I saw him singing with the Beastie Boys, singing uh, oh, you saw that? John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Madison Square Garden. I saw him a few times, but yeah, and oh, DJing shit. as well. He was uh, definitely uh, very entertaining as a DJ. Interesting guy, you know. He uh, the uh, best hip hop man. Crew. Yeah, the Juice yeah. Crew. He <laughs> was just all about funny, and that's the part of the vibe I like on hip hop is the goofball vibe, and he encompassed that. And no matter how much of a hard rock you can talk there's nobody funkier than Bismarcky, and some of his jams definitely would rock any park and still yeah. will rock any park to this day uh i was listening to the biz goes off check that one out that's a great one yeah Biz no, goes a lot off. of great songs a lot of fun stuff and like phrases people still use all the time too you know like the dr- you got the dragon <laughs> the dragon breath the dragon breath one. yeah yeah that's yeah, a yeah classic uh you know like that's a deeper cut, but like a great one. 
picking boogers. Picking boogers, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, picking yeah. boogers was the jam. We have a truck here that just pulled up tree, shrub, and lawn care. Yeah, yeah they're going to take away those uh, wood chips over here. Yeah, 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 but Which, they, this know, guy's definitely probably grown some weed. Wood chips, <laughs> wood chips are good, you know, good mulch. Mulch, I'm mulching, I'm doing, what is it, composting right now. Oh, nice. And all, it's all organic material. <laughs> yeah. We, during the... During the pandemic, we kind of wigged out and started putting eggs in there, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. No, eggshells are great for composting. Composting. I know, is a great but thing. we're going straight brown. Like I'm doing only leaves. Like I have. Well, you it need some it takes a month. You no, know, you got the nitrogen and the carbon, and you need them both uh, Ooh, in varying talk degrees. Talk to me, Dan. Yeah, no, I'm a composting geek as well. I think compost tea is one of the best things you can feed to your houseplants or weed plants. What's compost tea? You basically, Word. after the compost is done doing its thing, like you got your, your browns, sorry, there's a... Yeah, speak up there, give a shout out. out. We, got a, we got a helicopter we got and we a got chopper. a big uh, okay. dude, put, he's about to dump a big ton of mulch. Oh yeah. But it's a pretty dope ass ride. Yeah, see the problem with these wood chips that they do here in the city is that they do it all with the uh, Christmas trees and I think the pine, you know, it's, a, it's very acidic. So yeah, I worry about that because like they don't. You got to balance things out, like anything in life. Like compost needs a balance. Uh, you know, acidity Speak and alkalinity, that. pH needs a balance. You life can't is over, balanced. You know, even I learned with with cannabis plants. You know, you can't overfeed your plants. Yeah, you, you don't. It, it's not. You know, you just have to properly feed your plants. So it's everything is a yin and yang kind of balance thing. Uh, so even if you're gonna do. Uh, other things in life or whatever you got to balance them out uh, somehow and find that the peaceful... art of doing nothing yeah. is, is the gig yeah stay out I've of the plants getting... way in some ways too like we keep, yeah. I keep going back to cannabis growing but that's because that's how what I you know the reason I'm even interested in house plants or uh, you know composting or you know yeah. carbon neutrality of any kind or anything like that is Danny's because, a skate pirate you know, from the 90s <laughs> graffiti writer <laughs> So, but now he has, you have one of the greenest thumbs in the world that I know. And that it is because of the cannabis plants and all the writing you did with, but as I go older and it does bring your heart rate down is gardening. It's good for you. So I've been trying to incorporate as well as meditation, yeah, as well as Zen shit. soil is, that's how the only way we can, we're going to, you know, save this planet anyways, is to sequester a lot of carbon in the soil and you do that. Uh, by growing plants in the soil and, yeah. and sequestering that carbon, not and, making McDonald's. And if and it's bullshit. a living soil, uh, you know, then it's it's it continues to replenish itself, and you just add organic material to that, and it it, it gets better every year after year, rather than getting worse year after year. And that's the only way is to turn this thing around. Is is really if we want to fix the environment, we got to grow more plants. Everybody's got to grow a pot plant, man. <laughs> Everybody, we want pot plant. Is that the plant. new mandate? <laughs> yeah, that's the new mandate. I don't I mean with the economy and everything, it would be one way out, man. It's just like everybody grow one pot plant, and we all start taking guitar lessons and uh, putting our music on a CD now or whatever, uh, Spotify. But no, uh, yeah, man. It, it, it the art of doing nothing. We'll finish up here soon. I, I don't want to take you too long Danny um, let me check out what time we're at but the there was a Zen philosophy that I love is if you want to cook a big fish you don't mess you only you don't mess with it you know you just put it in the fan 
and maybe you flip it once. You know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. got a big fat salmon or shark fish or whatever got swordfish. Yep. No, it's true. The yeah. way to cook it yep. is just put it in there. Let it cook. You already got don't flip it and fuck with it and mess with it. Just let it sit. Then when it, you know when you feel it, got to feel it. Right. Flip it, but flip it once and you're good, you know. Stay out of the plant's way, stay out of the you know, let the process be the process and and you know, step in when when needed, yeah, you know, but stay out of it when you're not needed. That's what I'm trying to do. That is an important lesson for sure. Uh, in plant growing, you know, cooking and life, in life, man, just get out of your own way. It's a beautiful experience, beats, rhymes, and life. Beats Rhymes in Life, the Mighty Mighty uh, Tribe Called Quest album. Shout out to Q-Tip. You ever met Q-Tip? I have not met Q-Tip, no. Does he smoke weed? I've seen him perform. I think he Uh, smokes weed. You know, I don't know. I don't know. He's a big time producer, that's the thing. Is like he's a good rapper, but uh, he's also made a lot of money off of like producing records and making beats and shit. He made songs on Illmatic. Yeah. The production on Illmatic. And when you're the producer, you're like the director of a film, you know? So it's, you're kind of choosing where the drums hit. You're choosing, you're listening to the mixes and how it all sits and puts together. And I think he has a great, he would be a great film director, I bet, uh, Q-Tip. Yeah. Have you seen any good movies recently? Uh... Ted Lasso on Apple is what I've been geeking out on. I like that show a lot. Did you see the final one? I did. My wife said it's the best. Well, it's the last episode. The last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the first full season of the first one and loved it. And then I started the second one and I'm like two in. Yeah, it's the right kind of corny. Yeah, it's it's wholesome (laughs) and good. Yeah, Yeah. wholesome and good. uh, It's funny and like, you know, lots of swearing and... I don't know. I just think it's good. I like the Lotus joint. People are telling me about. I haven't seen that. That's a good. Com- that yeah. That's more of a darker comedy. People right. are telling me, right. but the Ted Lasso kind of just hits right, you know. And it's kind of cool. I do. People ha- hate on London, but the thing about England is, and I had a roommate that was like this young hip dude from London. They are really cool, and the, like London culture is really like. I don't know. I like English gentlemen. Shout out to Charlie Watt that just passed away from the Rolling Stone. He's an example of a cool English cat. You know what I'm saying? Dressed well, handles his business. Yeah. Yeah, no. That slang. In the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you spent any time in London? No, no. Well, yeah, they're not good with the herb, right? Well, I mean, you know, of course, like everywhere, they have... Uh, herb and they have wheat culture and all of it. I think it's they have big, a hash culture too. Yeah, hash. You I know, went to France s- and got hash yeah, there, and hash it felt like from thing. Morocco. That comes up from Morocco, and I and they put it in their tobacco, and that, you know, Lund- Yeah, I don't know. There's it a that lot of much. seed companies over there though in the UK because of the laws. I guess they they're allowed to ship seeds out from from the UK. So there are a lot of seed banks there, and I think and they get you the know, Moroccan. If you know seeds. the right people. I think you're gonna do you're gonna be too great over there. I think you know there's definitely a weed culture, which is not not as prominent as other places. You know? Yeah, they like their pints over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, but Amsterdam, I think U.S. should do it like Amsterdam coffee shops. And the thing that's also interesting is 
they once had beer in the coffee shops, but then they split mm-hmm. it because people would get too cranked up drinking and smoking splits. Yeah, when I first started to go over there, I mean, it wasn't so bad. I, I like being able to have. have I know a smoke you and a like beer. having a couple pints. Danny's yeah. from Boston, He's, <laughs> and he, if you're gonna have a pint, have it with Danny. Don't listen to me. I blew out. You know, my gut's gone, so I just can't handle my booze, and I love herb. But Danny's a dude that's a great pint guy. If you want to have a pint. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it was nice to, to be able to have a pint and a smoke a joint, you know. It's, it's, we're grown folks, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It seems weird to have to go down the road to another place to do a different thing, but... Uh, it does work with coffee, year, though. Then one year they had, like, the non-alcoholic beer, but they didn't tell anybody. So <laughs> <laughs> suddenly you'd be having a pint. Like, All the potheads didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, Amsterdam, man, that's a good example of what they have going with coffee shops that we need to bring over here still is greenhouse uh, still the use. top dog over there there's a lot of great ones over there you know i mean like the key is just to find the one that you know has the, the herb you like and the vibe that you like and, and you know have a nice cup of coffee and a, you know remember to tip well and, and bulldog yeah bulldog anywhere yeah. you know like Anywhere you can sit and smoke a joint is a great place. And for, they're all <laughs> over. Me. That's what's and trippy. And I'll just dip into any coffee shop sometimes. Me like, too. Uh, just to smoke and chill and, and you know see what they have to offer. Because even some of the, every once in a while, one of those little Grimy shops ones. on the side road will, will have some amazing... Uh, I used to go to this place uh, that had like outdoor like leafy Thai weed and... And uh, it was like a you told me about spot. this place. Yeah, yeah that they open. would store it in wooden boxes, like everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know me. I'm all about au natural. I'm for. I mean, it's it's against kind of the high times. Not all that, but I, I mean, hydroponics is cool. Growing in your basement, all that's cool. But give me some humble, grown, outdoor, organic, good herb, yeah. and I couldn't be more happier because I can roll a big fat spliff. Okay, Danny, we got five O to the right there. We That's where the plant wants to be. I mean, it wants yeah. to grow in full sun. It should it be in wants full sun. Full sun and the organic nutrients and, and worms and the dirt right next and to the tomatoes. And that is where it's going to express itself fully. So the genetics are fully expressed: the terpenoids, the cannabinoids, the flavonoids, all the uh, things that make it special, will all be expressed only in you know in nature sun and nature and nature because meant to nature be. you don't know where nature is gonna go homeboy you can't reproduce you can't fuck with nature you know, yeah you can get great weed from indoors you can. of course and I mean, strong obviously. and pungent and yeah, all of but that nothing beats like you said sun-grown organic outdoor yeah it's just i mean it may not be as strong as this super super you know steroid out joints but I just don't even think we've tapped into the potential of the plant if we treated it as good as like wine grapes, you know? Yeah, well, that's how these farmers are going to survive, you know, is, is with appellations and ways that like champagne has to be grown in Champagne, France. Uh, those grapes have to come from there for it to be called champagne. And I think it's going to be the same way with the Emerald Triangle and other places is they're going to have to survive based on their appellations and, and maintain those traditions that they've had. and try not to sell out to you know bigger industry and corporations and, and dude virginia kind of went wide open are you right you know i've spent a lot of my childhood in virginia my dad's from virginia i always thought that it would be a great place to grow cannabis because that's where the tobacco industry sure. was all virginia kentucky mm-hmm. and north carolina um 
yeah, I just think it, to grow weed out there, they don't even know. No, the, the, it's a great, you know, great climate for that. And uh, like I said, they're just going to have to label it from where, you know, for what it is and from where it's grown. And, and it's the terroir. Dude, if you want to grow your own Inspiring. cannabis, tap into what Danny's podcast is telling you. He knows more than, I'm not saying every, because that cannabis is an old tradition and there's a lot of egos out there, but I know Danny isn't full of shit. He knows his shit. He was writing about it for over 15 years, and he's talked to the best of the best. He's grown some of the best. Uh, strawberry cough back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk strain. about that? <laughs> I mean, that's a strain that I love, and you know, definitely. Didn't you grow uh, a little bit of that? Of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely grew a bunch of it, and yeah, uh, grew a bunch of Sensi Star. I grew, I grew a lot of different stuff over the years, but uh, strawberry definitely holds a. a, a place in my heart for sure i love to smoke it love to grow it uh i love to share it so yeah that's a, a wonderful strain uh ended up being mentioned in children of men oddly enough which <laughs> is what a, a film or a book a film yeah oh cool and uh yeah yeah it's a good one it's kyle tushman's strawberry cough you know like that's did the, he find it he discovered it he didn't breed it but he kind of brought it out and and, and popularized it so uh yeah, shout out to Kishman, another yeah. mentor. I think I mentioned him earlier, but... Yeah, for sure yeah. you did. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Strawberry Cough. I uh, would love to run into some of that in New York soon. But I'm sure it's going to start opening up. But I'm going to end the podcast. Please check out um, the, your podcast, the Danny Danko Grow... Uh, Grow Bud Yourself. Grow Bud Yourself podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Like it, subscribe it. He's down for the cause and in the best possible way. And he has the best information. It's, he's just like, if you want to get super technical and grow herb and save money, check out Danny Danko's podcast and check out his books. Uh, love you, man. Thanks for being on, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, coffee and weed. Coffee and weed. Peace out. That's one. Oh.